podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongyegetty.com to donate. It's that simple. We got kind of a special guest coming up in a moment in terms of a celebrity with a, a challenge for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We'll tell you about that in just a few moments. I was just coming across this um, this judge with bad judgment in Kentucky. Have you seen this story? I don't believe I have. A Kentucky judge has been accused of turning the chambers into a glorified frat house, having a threesome with staffers and allowing employees to get drunk on the job, all while abusing power to win re-election. Here's the interesting twist with the judge. It is a girl, Dawn Gentry. I mean, oh, my. Yeah, kind of makes it interesting. Lady Hit with nine judge. charges by the state's Judicial Conduct Commission on Wednesday. The trouble started when the judge hired her band's guitar player <laughs> for some God, reason. I so want to party with this judge. Here's a judge who's in a band and hires the guitar player to be involved in the courtroom somehow. I don't know if the guitar player was a bailiff or I don't know what he's doing. But anyway, eh, they, they, the they had, they had a, yeah, exactly. They had the judge and her guitar player had a threesome with the judge's secretary, another woman. Apparently. Wow. I wonder if she needs a bassist in her band. Uh, so, so, okay. All right. That's a little crazy. And uh, then you know, she, she tried to seduce another member of uh, of uh, the judge panel there in Kentucky to have a second threesome, and that's when the news broke out. And I see, yeah. See, here's the problem: if none of that ever interfered in any way with the justice who system, who cares? Who cares? Now, the hiring of the guitar player sounds a little bit like probably using taxpayer money sloppily. But on the other hand, a wise man once said to me, Jack. That generally, where there is crazy sex, there's also plenty of crazy. I mean, there are certainly plenty of people who are absolutely steady as she goes, good, solid, law-abiding Americans. You can count on them. They're nice people who also have absolutely wild sex lives. There are people like that. On the other hand, just in general, where there is really crazy sex going on, there's also regular crazy going on. You know, that has not been my personal experience. I'll have to take your word for it. Um, okay. it, has, it has been about e- even or completely unpredictable in my life. Completely unpredictable mm. as to the quiet, by the rules, uh, as not crazy as you could be person who is. Or, or a person who is like that who is not. Or just uh, completely random in my experience. But. Threesomes at work. That's something. This seems uh, complicated. Yeah, so her guitar Maybe player... Maybe you're just a really good organizer and administrator, and I just I don't have the chops for that. Her guitar player boyfriend annoyed colleagues by jamming on his guitar in the courthouse office provided by the judge. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Other employees allegedly drank and stored liquor in the courthouse. Well, you got to have your booze handy if you're going to drink at work. you got to have your booze there when I'm supposed to drive to go get my booze. Um, the guitar player was not very lenient with those who did not support her judge friend lover's campaign, though. Uh, staffers told investigators they were fired for not donating to the run. So if you work for her, you've got to donate to her campaign, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I like the idea of him actually jamming on his guitar drunk while having sex with the judge. That's quite the courthouse you got going there in this town in Kentucky. I, I, I like my job, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a really good job right there, as long as it lasts. Funny. So, listen, complete change of pace here. Uh, this came out of nowhere, and uh, and what a pleasure this is. Uh, baseball fans know who Trevor Hoffman is. He's He was a pitcher in the major leagues for 18 years. Uh, a great pitcher for the, the Padres as well as the Marlins and, and Brewers. Um, he's in the Padres Hall of Fame. He's eligible for the uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame and, and should probably end up there as the guy was just unhittable in the late innings. And uh, Trevor... Uh, also, and I don't want to steal all those thunder. I know I happen to know he comes from a military family, and he's been listening to the uh, the fundraiser for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Do we have him on the line there, Good Trevor morning. Hoffman? You there, Trevor? How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Nothing like live radio for you. I, I apologize for sneaking in on you like that. But, oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, I, I've been listening on the radio. Um, they wanted to throw me on and, and just say hello. And I, I, you know what? I can't thank you guys enough. I just got a chance to listen to Dr. Gray. He does some great stuff here in San Diego. But, man, you guys are doing such a great thing for our wounded warriors. And the idea of getting them home for Christmas, like you mentioned, my father and my father-in-law are both Marines and uh, very proud of their service, as our whole family is. And I just want to say thank you to everybody out there that's making donations and what you guys do on the air. This is just fantastic. Well, thanks for saying so, Trevor. We just think it's what Americans ought to be doing, um, but it's the least we can do. Uh, now, I heard a rumor you had some sort of challenge in mind, or maybe you wanted to throw yeah, something out there? Your, your producers are pretty funny. They like to stir some stuff up, but uh, really my <laughs> challenge is, is uh, you know, believe in what our troops do. Other Hall of Fame things. relief pitchers, you have to donate money. <laughs> Mariano Rivera, where are you? Let's Open your go, checkbook. Right? Dennis Eckersley, you know I'm looking at you. He does an amazing job with the Wounded Foundation. And, uh, yes, he does. You know, he does get some stuff out in Arizona with some, some great uh, you know, functions and stuff like that. So I know he, he probably threw down the, the initial gauntlet on the challenges, and I'm just trying to keep up. So, yeah, if there's some other ball players out there, listen, let's go. Let's get on this train and, and do some donations. Hey, Trevor, thanks a million, man. It's good to talk to you. You guys have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right, thanks, you too. John so, Schmoltz, what, are you asleep? <laughs> Come on now, Rod. Dan Dan Quisenberry. What you don't have a phone? Donate some money. There. Rod Beck, where are you? <laughs> yes. So here's all you have to do: just go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. There's a big banner. You can't miss it. ArmstrongandGetty.com, um, and and kick in if you can afford ten dollars. Do ten dollars. If you can afford ten thousand dollars, do ten thousand. This this organization, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and you got to get the name right. Four-star charity, incredibly efficient. Every dollar you give is going to go to doing good. So thanks again to Trevor Hoffman. And, and, and by the way, I just Googled greatest relief pitchers of all time, and then I got this website, first website that came up, so I could throw out some names like that in my hilarious comedy bit. Um, number five on the list, Trevor Hoffman of greatest relief pitchers of all time. That's, well, uh, that's he pretty impressive. with the highest career strikeout rate of any reliever. 
That sounds which good. is pretty outstanding. So anyway, yeah, uh, you know, come on, ball players, professional and otherwise, those of us who love the game, those of us who cheered for Trevor Hoffman, come on, give it up, few more bucks. We, you know, we're we're debating. We we blew past our completely unrealistic goal because you know what? I'm going to tell you something that doesn't make me proud. We underestimated your generosity. And I feel bad about that. You, you, the fags of America, friends of Armstrong and Getty, you're even cooler and more patriotic and more generous than we thought. And so we've blown past our goal of half a million dollars this week. And we're debating whether to set a new goal or just to see how high we can go. Yeah, well, we're about to bring out the big guns, so we're going to have to set a mini goal here. We'll have to discuss during the commercial break. But the big yeah. guns being a trombone and a violin playing in exquisite harmony together by two guys that can barely play them. Here's the <laughs> thing. Barbaric! Here's the thing. I can't play the violin. I have not touched the violin since last year when we did this. No, I haven't touched the trombone either. I promise you that. You have touched the trombone <laughs> once a year. Yes. For, I don't know however long we've been doing this, 15 years or something. Yeah, I used to be able to play the thing pretty well, but trust me, I cannot anymore. <laughs> and uh, so we got to set a little mini goal, and what we'll do is we'll keep playing until we reach the goal. Yes. And, and if you want it to stop, and you will want it to stop, if you want it to stop, you're going to have to donate at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll get into that next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, I'm, uh, you ready? I'm trying to uh, warm up here a little. Oh, no, no, no. What? That's cheating. That, oh, boy. Here we oh, go. Hold on. Golly. Hold on. I got it. You got what? Is it plugged Syphilis? in? That's clearly. In? Wow. Hey, that, that was Twinkle Twinkle. That, yes. So you, so you could recognize the tune. That's my point. I can play the violin. Okay. See? Sure. So. Okay. <laughs> So, listen, we have a couple of uh, questions in front of us. Number one, what is our goal for this segment? I mean, I I think $5,000 during the segment would be pretty fantastic. I mean, because so many people have given so much. On the other hand, we and got this note from this, an really. unimpl- from an uh, well. That's true. It is see, utterly we, unjustifiable. We re- yeah, we reached the goal. Why would we do this to the listeners? Pure <laughs> cruelty. Just uh, yeah, no, animus. Just got a nice note from an unemployed listener who kicked in um, ten bucks. I mean, you know, on a fixed income, but went ahead and donated some of that uh, little money they're living on. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. You'll hear more about what they do uh, coming up. Nancy Pelosi's prayer donated prayers donated five hundred dollars. Hundred dollars from Marshall's unassembled table. That's been a prop, a popular one. Two hundred dollars from Gwyneth Paltrow's perfume orgasms. <laughs> Appreciate <Not right>. that. <clears throat> but so, right. how much money do we want? I don't. I, I don't. What do you think? I think five thousand's a, a nice goal. Sean is advocating for ten. I don't know. Well, we're at Everybody's five, given so much. We're at five sixty-three. How about if we hit around five seventy? That'd be five seventy is our goal. It. Beautiful. All right, Jack. You know how I love the sacred music around Christmas time. So I'm suggesting we play a variety of Christmas songs. Okay, uh, are we for going, the good folks? Okay, are we going to coordinate on which Christmas songs? We're not well, yeah. playing different songs. Well, yeah. Do you mind? Do you mind <laughs> if you I just? 
You wouldn't be uh, able to tell the difference, no. I'll call him out and okay. um, shut up, Sean. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, you're not the man in the arena sticking oh, wow, your neck yeah. out. You're exactly. just sitting back there sniping. That's right. Freaking millennials. Uh, anyway. Armstrong and Getty.com. You know what? Millennials also killed violin trombone duets. Right. Right. No taste. Jack, how about the absolute wonderful Christmas carol, Joy to the World? Oh, fantastic. Flat? Two, three, four. <laughs> So armstrongandgetty.com is how you make this stop. You go donate, you click on the banner, you've already done it, or if you haven't done it yet, this is how you make it stop. You donate to the uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and uh, once we get the goal, then this will stop. This is the uh-huh. In Heaven and Nature sing part. <laughs> I'm having trouble finding the one. Where is one? One, two, one, two, three. <laughs> oh my god. How have they gotten worse over the years? It has gotten worse over the years, you're right. <laughs> How is that possible? That was nice. I love that, Carol. Jack, oh my gosh. No, here we go. You're going to like this right one, there. folks. How about a little town of Bethlehem? Oh, you got to give, folks, or we're not going to stop. All right. Armstrongandgetty.com right now. We've already got a couple thousand Just since the segment one, started, but we need two, more. Three, Armstrongandgetty.com. Donate at armstrongandgetty.com, please. Wait a second. Then I played his fleece was white as snow. That's not I get your word straight, Jack. <laughs> get it straight, Jack. And in the dark street. Okay, we're making progress. We've done 3,000 so far. We need 4,000 more to make this stop. Armstrongandgetty.com to donate. Maybe something with a little more tempo. Can we can we play something a little more up speed? Hey, that was almost musical. That was. Did that you was hear that? Good. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay, that was something recognizable w- as Western music. You, you want something up tempo? Yeah, something uh, with a little beat to it, a little snap. What's it? What's it? Uh, uh, I see the sleigh bells swinging. Yeah, and, exactly. And, whatever that's yeah. it. One, two, three, four, one. <laughs> <laughs> Donate at armstrongspaghetti.com. You have the power to make this stop. We are empowering you, the listeners. Here's the giddy up part. Giddy up, giddy up. I see you canoe eating bear with $50. I see you Marshall's marinating lottery ticket with another $50. But we need more to make this stop. It's, it's going up. We're, uh, we're, oh, oh, okay, good. We're less than 2000 short now. We're at $568,000. Keep coming in. Armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, I'm sorry, Armstrongandgetty.com. That one was making me tired. What? what hey, guys, hey, hey, hey. Get hey, your hey, words straight, Jack. I think I think I was hey, trying to do a Hey Mozart, we're between part. tunes. Is it is it odd to request <laughs> Little Drummer Boy when there are no drums present? <sighs> I don't know. That one's kind of maudlin. Maudlin. All right, all right. Jack, you got a suggestion? <sighs> Practicing. I mean, um, <laughs> practicing is my suggestion. Okay. It looks uh, to me like we're about $800 short. Of yes. All right. Well, well, then let's go out big. Everybody knows Shingle Bells. There you One, go. One, two, three, four. 
<laughs> Only $800 more. Every little bit helps. Yeah. Every raindrop is part of the storm. Oh, we did it! $570,393. They can't even hear me over there playing. I know. I know. They have, they have driven themselves deaf. They're just going on and on and on. You you can stop now! We made it! Stop! Stop the insanity! Stop it! We made it to five seventy. Five hundred seventy thousand dollars has been passed. Hey, you want to hear my uh, World War One uh, biplane sound on the trombone? Sure. I think I can still do this. Uh-huh. That's oh, pretty wow. good, actually. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that was phenomenal. That's so, how I pulled chicks back in high school, Johnny. <laughs> so. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. I actually thought yesterday that we may have set the goal too high. We would not hit five hundred. Yeah, we're at five seventy two. No, we're at five hundred eighty three thousand. Oh, I'm sorry, five eighty three. Wow, you people are great. Seriously, almost six hundred grand. That's it's incredible. an honor. It's an honor to yeah, be it, just whatever we are. I don't even is. know what we are. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I what appreciate are you? That. And I'll tell you what. Here in the now, studio. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> what? Well, we got a whale sighting. Boom. Well, they, they, they probably heard that noise 4,000 feet under the sea. That's true. They're looking to mate or, or fight. Blue <laughs> <laughs> Radley dropping $10,000. Oh, oh, my gosh. Boo wow. Radley? Thank you, Boo Radley. Wow. It's an wow. odd choice for a fake name. but To kill um, a mockingbird reference. Beautiful. If I may throw in a little serious um, uh, here at the end, since I'm in the studio with the the actual uh, guys, and in this situation, it's I've got all guys around me, guys with you know prosthetic uh, legs and arms and eyes and stuff like that, who served in our war zones that we sent them to, whether you agreed with it or you think it was a good idea or not, we sent them there as a country. They volunteered, and then we we sent them there and blew got them blown up, and now we're helping them get better. Yeah, uh, they and, need when, when just you, a little help right now, and that's and, all we're asking for. And being around these guys, it's it's really inspiring. Um, uh, they they seem to move to the under the end of the building when we started playing our music, but uh, maybe they'll start coming back. We can blame them. They've suffered enough. <laughs> Go to armstrongandgetty.com if you want to give. We've got Marshall's news coming up in a little bit. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Joe Biden mixing it up with an Iowa voter and more of the comical stylings of Elon Musk. Does <laughs> <laughs> he call the anybody co- a pedo? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Speaking for myself, um, and actually frequent listener Brian, guys, when Joe Biden is getting angry at the fat old Iowa farmer and says, get your words straight, Jack, do we have we have that, right? I want to hear that unleashed on the co-host for the rest of our careers. <laughs> I get your words straight, Jack. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just too perfect. All right, much more to come on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Right now, though, let's get the uh, news headlines from Marshall Phillips. Well, Joe Biden mixing it up on the campaign trail. A tense exchange began when an elderly man said he wanted anyone but Trump, but noted his concern about Biden's age. He also questioned how Biden's son getting a job in Ukraine is any different than Trump selling access to the presidency. Biden snapping back. 
You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has proved that. I no. see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I, I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and 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 no. Let 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 them go. Let them go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on, let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take an IQ test, okay? You know, and it doesn't really matter, but you want to check my shape on. I mean, that's just, that's a jumble of words. Of course, that's been Joe Biden since he was, you know, 50, but, oh boy. Tell you another strong, strong jobs report just released. Employers adding 266,000 jobs last month. The Labor Department says the unemployment rates dropped to 3.5%, matching a 50-year low. And wages, wages rose uh, rose rather a solid 3.1% in November compared with a year earlier. Boy, that's unbelievable. And we've got a long-anticipated safety report. Ride-sharing giant Uber says more than 3,000 sexual assaults and nine murders were reported during its more than 1 billion U.S. rides in 2018. The company, though, hailed the report released as a first of its kind. Senior Vice President Tony West. If you don't count it, then you can't confront it. If you don't confront it, you can't end yeah, good for them. I mean, that, that's that's awesome. I, I wish the media would do a better job of trying to put that in, into some perspective, though. Yeah, Marshall's doing a terrific job. Yeah, yeah, but you hear yeah. it reported elsewhere. They're just going for the sensationalistic headline. Right. One point, is it three, 1.3 billion Correct. rides? Correct. What goes on in 1.3 billion Little League games or 1.3 billion visits to the mall or anything else with that kind of number? And a company, lots of lots of hinky stuff. I'll tell you that. And a, sure. And the company noted that riders were the accused party in about forty five percent of those cases. Now that is the number I was curious about. R- riders in forty five. Forty five percent of the cases. Yep. Well, good lord, that means they were the accused party. That means fifty five percent of the time it was the driver. Well, that's what they're uh, indicating here. Wow, okay, well, that's a little troubling, but nonetheless, it's very, very rare. The Homeland Security Department has pulled back from possibly requiring U.S. citizens be subject to facial scans at airports when they're entering or leaving the country. Non-citizens can currently be required to have the scans, and it has been reported that Homeland Security was considering no longer letting U.S. citizens be exempt, but the department now says... It has no plans to expand it to citizens and will delete the idea from its agenda. It's, yeah, well, that would have been a pretty big move. That yeah. would that, that, that would have been a, a change in America if all of a sudden that were mandatory. Yeah, a lot of privacy advocates uh, had heard about it and started raising the alarms big time. Meanwhile, jurors are expected to start deliberating today in the defamation case involving Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk. The billionaire tech mogul being sued by a British man that Musk called a pedo guy on Twitter. In court on Wednesday, Musk told the jury he's short on cash. He said his net worth is truly $20 billion, but he doesn't actually have a lot of cash. The CEO said his wealth comes from stock in his companies. Now, a day earlier, Musk did apologize to the plaintiff. That would be cave diver Vernon Unsworth and said... The phrase pedo guy was not meant to be taken literally. All this back and forth started when Unsworth, who helped rescue a dozen boys trapped in a Thai cave in 2018, rejected Musk's offer of a submarine 
to help in the rescue. Can you two egomaniacs please settle this out of the sight of the rest of us? We have lives to live. But the whole idea of uh, calling somebody a pedo just kind of a, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just jabbing him. Yeah. Hey, you pedophile, what's up? <laughs> That's not a good idea. No. Well, Unsworth said the idea of the submarine wouldn't work and Musk could go ahead and stick it where it hurts. So Musk insulted him back, saying, I knew he didn't literally mean to sodomize me with a submarine, just as I didn't literally mean he was a pedophile. Do we know that he didn't mean to sodomize him with a submarine? I don't know. Oh, good Lord. Submarine sodomy, incredibly painful. (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So, um, we haven't hardly mentioned the I-word today, um, <clears throat> which is certainly fine with me, but I think it's interesting that, as Joe said yesterday, nobody has any idea what's going to happen next week. In theory, there are more hearings, but right. nobody knows how many or what day or who they're going to talk to about what. Yeah, are we going to get to writing up the uh, the articles immediately? Is that the deal, or do we want to hear from more witnesses? Or, I don't know, do we want to have, like, a costume party? Nobody knows. Are, are they keeping it secret, or do they not know? Are they waiting for more poll numbers to come out? I, I honestly, I'm so perplexed by all of this, I don't know. Um, uh, they They have to be aware that their case is incredibly weak. So they either need to do it seriously and call all the fact witnesses we've been discussing for recent days, Bolton and Mulvaney and uh, and uh, who am I forgetting? Doesn't matter. Um, or just go ahead and hack out those half-assed articles, to send them to the Senate and get this over with. I've been wanting to read this article in the Washington Examiner by our friend David Drucker. How oh, House- Giuliani. Sorry, that's the, that's who I was missing. Go ahead. Uh, Drucker's got an article out today, How House GOP Leader Kevin McCarthy and His Team Tamed Impeachment. I'd actually like to read the strategy behind that, because they did, and as I've said several times, there was a shift somewhere around last weekend where all of a sudden the Democrats were on defense and the, and the, and the Republicans were on offense, and it hasn't changed since then. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. We've been ignoring the controversy from the world of figure skating, where the Figure Skate International Skating Union accidentally nominated an incredibly distasteful Holocaust-themed outfit for the best costume in their recent uh, tournament. Or was it a Holocaust-themed on purpose? Or yes, yeah, this Russian skater. He was he was ice dancing or whatever the hell. Oh to, God, um, I hate ice dancing. Well, it was oh I don't know God. if it was figure skating or whatever, but he was dancing to, or skating to music from Schindler's List, and he's wearing this like stylized "I'm in a concentration camp" uniform. And uh, they explained that, <clears throat> number one, we didn't approve of that uh, uniform, that uh, costume at all. It was terrible. And we didn't mean to nominate it for best costume. We meant to nominate this other costume he wore, which I'm looking at it now just looks like a gay man. Somebody going dressed out as for Michael drinks. Jackson. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I don't know. But all right, figure skating. Fine. Keep it to yourselves. Just you and <laughs> your costumes and your dancing and your music and your crying. And your just... your weird-ass scoring system that's prone to bribery. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Please. Oh, hey, Jack. Burial or cremation? <clears throat> Neither. There is a brand new way to go being uh, advanced, and it sounds like a great idea. Shoved um, in a blender. It's well, no, it's called promession. It's the creation of a Swedish biologist. Here's the deal. You're cryogenically quick frozen 
and then vibrated into tiny pieces. Hmm, cool. That sounds then, environmentally friendly. Well, exactly. Then your 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 human remains, or your you know, because you're a soul. You know, you you have a body. You are a soul. The body you were using is then reduced to small particles and would can be buried and turned into soil in a matter of months. And and ashes to ashes. Right, exactly. And you go to nourish the earth, and and we all got to go, et cetera, et cetera. The only uh, hang up, of course, is that. Um, uh, uh, cremation groups are trying to get this outlawed or stopped because it would be competition for them. Oh, okay. And in the time-honored crony capitalism of this country, the sort of thing that Tim Sandifer and others fight against, they will bribe legislators into some phony baloney, well, we have to study this. We wouldn't want people to get injured while their dead bodies right, were right. being vibrated and... Uh, so they'll put this off as long as they possibly can. But it seems like a really good environmentally uh, responsible way to be disposed of. One last vibration for Grandma. I think it sounds like a great idea. Oh, boy. Um, uh, sure what we that should, means. We should do the long form of Joe Biden again with the, the, the battle with the old man in Iowa. Oh, I'd love to do that. If you haven't heard this yet, um, it's it's entertaining. As Joe said earlier, it's, I don't think it's meaningful, but it's getting a lot of attention. And, and you're only going to hear small clips of it. The whole thing is pretty. Joe Biden and another old man getting into an argument in Iowa. But, but coming up in a moment or two, a very sharp young man, Lon He Chen, to talk about the latest political doings. Cool. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> I won't tell that story in the air. Um, uh, Aww, tell it. Armstrongandgetty.com if you want to donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We, we hit our goal of $500,000 pretty easily. And are blowing past it thanks to your incredible generosity and just overall coolness, my friends. So thank you. Lon Hee Chen is the David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies, Lecturer at Stanford University, host of the podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon Hee Chen. Lon Hee, how are you, sir? Great to be with you guys. Yeah, seen you on the TV a lot, so uh, congrats on your high profile. I've been (laughs) dying to talk to you. Because I am confused as a guy who's following the whole impeachment thing. If I'm a Democrat, I don't understand why I'm not screaming to take this thing to the mat. Do it right. Do it all the way. Subpoena Giuliani. Subpoena Bolton. However long it takes, I don't care if it's May or June when we do this. We're going to go all the way and we're going to damage Trump. Why aren't they doing that? Well, here's why I think that's the case. They have a lot of disagreements within their own group, within the Democratic caucus in the House. They have disagreements about the best way to handle this. And I think there are some who take that point of view, who look, say, look, we've, we've got to go all the way. We've got to get testimony from everybody we can. We've got to maximize the situation. And then there are others who say, look, let's just get this over with. Let's just do it, get it out of the way and move on. And, and I think that you find that that disagreement is really what's driving some of the challenges that Nancy Pelosi has. I mean, I would say that pretty much everybody in her group wants to do impeachment in some way. 
the question is you want to do a quick impeachment or you want to drag this out and you really want to make this a comprehensive process. I do think there's disagreement, and I do think that's why you're seeing this challenge. My question is about the so-called quick impeachment crowd. It's, to my mind, it's half-assed. It's going to go nowhere. There's no chance the Senate convicts. I mean, yeah, it's it seems like it's designed of, to fail to do the right, half-assed version. It's, it's a waste of time and energy. So are they merely checking the box of that hardest core left constituency in the Democratic Party, Lonnie? It sure feels that way. It sure does feel that way, because you're right. If you really wanted to change minds, I was um, uh, on a, a Fox News program the other day that Brett Baer hosts, and Jonathan Swan, who's a, a, a very good journalist with Axios, was on with me. And I yeah, thought I saw he that. a really good point. He said, he said, look, the only thing that's going to change people's minds is a new fact witness, all right? A new piece of information from a credible witness is introduced that has not been introduced before. That is not where Democrats are headed with this. And in the absence of that, this really is an exercise in stating the obvious. Trump is going to get impeached by the House. He's going to be acquitted by the Senate. We're all going to have wasted about two and a half months of legislative time on this, which which is to say, by the way, that other stuff is not getting done. And I think that will end up being a problem for the Democrats come November 2020. When we get into the general election, I think Trump is going to make the pitch. He's already doing it. You see it in his tweets, the do-nothing Democrats. That's what he calls them. And as long as they continue to focus on doing impeachment, they're in a really, really tough bind. And so I think I think that's a little bit of the challenge here, which is Pelosi sees that. All right. And so I think there's a part of her that says, let's just get this over with, because honestly, we don't think we're going to find anything else. And the longer we spend on this, the more it hurts us down the line. Yeah, well, the decision has obviously made been made. I don't get it. I think you get Giuliani out there or Bolton, then you do have uh, new stuff. I think the day Giuliani testified would be one of the biggest TV days in American history. He's <laughs> guaranteed to say wacky stuff that helps me as a Democrat. That's what I would want to do, but the decision has been made. And, and so they're getting the worst of both worlds. They're going through this whole thing, pissing people off, accomplishing nothing. I don't whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I, Giuliani would be entertaining. The guy who I'd really want to hear from is Bolton. Oh, no doubt. Because he was the one, you know, he was the one who was in the room. And, you know, and I, John Bolton is a guy who, who actually is a guy of, of great principle. And I think he would, he would testify to exactly what happened. Uh, and and I, so I'm, I'm very curious to hear. Now, to be totally frank, I, I don't even think Bolton's testimony because, you know, the, the worst of Bolton's testimony, I suppose the absolute worst could change some minds. But I'm not even sure if he were to get up there and testify materially to everything else that's already been testified to, if that would change anyone's minds on this. I, I think people are really dug in on this issue. Wow. Well, on we will go then through the holiday season. And when do you suspect this is going to wrap up? What are you hearing? Well, here's what I think. I think the House, they're going to proceed to draft the articles, and they'll probably try to dispense of everything uh, by the end of the year, I think. So we're, we're talking about the next you know, few days. Never mind, by the way, that they've got to figure out a way to fund the government. The government runs out of money again on December 20th. The, the, the ongoing uh, challenge of, of trying to figure out how to keep things open, uh, if they can't figure that out by the 20th. In addition, by the way, to impeaching the president, they're going to be in trouble. And then I think the Senate's going to proceed pretty quickly to a trial. Mitch McConnell has kept the month of January open for a trial. And so I would expect the trial would go, you know, a few weeks in January. Uh, by the time we get to Valentine's Day, this probably all gets wrapped up. 
And I'll tell you something. The crazy thing about all of this is by the time we get to next April or May, this is all going to feel like a distant memory. Oh, yeah. No, nobody will be talking about it then. But I do think it's interesting that all through January, you're going to have Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren sitting there in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're not going to be able to be out there during the you know Iowa Cup, before the Iowa caucuses, New Hampshire primary. they got to spend the whole month of January uh, on the bench, basically, along with Kamala, who's permanently benched herself. Yeah. yeah, speaking of those leading lights of uh, American uh, political achievement, do you have any clearer picture of who you think the nominee is going to be on the Democrat side? Well, it looks to me like Biden, Biden's Biden got some measure of support that this is going to be going away, notwithstanding his shaky debate performances and, and clearly showing uh, that he's lost a few steps on the campaign trail. My, my sense is that he's actually got he's still got the inside track. Now, the challenge is going to be what happens with that percentage of the vote, let's call it the 35, 40% of the Democratic base that's with Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders now. Are they going to consolidate behind one of them? Is one of them going to get out of the way? Are they going to start going after each other? I think that's the interesting dynamic to watch. If and when Warren and Sanders consolidate that progressive base, if that candidate is going to become stronger than, than the Biden. But right now, i got to say, Biden's got the inside track with Buttigieg prepared to jump in if Biden stumbles way, you know, additionally down the, down the stretch here. Wow, how interesting. I've been hearing more and more about the strife in South Bend, and I don't think uh, Pete has actually faced the true front-runner headwinds yet. So, uh, well, well, we'll all no. live through it together, no. I guess. Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution, Stanford University, host of the podcast Crossing Lines, Lon Hee Chen. Always great to talk to you. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, Lon Hee. Great to be with you guys. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you got it. Huh. I can't believe it. So it, it really seems to me that they took the... And this happens a lot in life where, you know, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? And it's a tough decision, so you do it halfway, and it's the worst decision. Right. <laughs> Either doing it or not doing it would have been okay, but halfway was the worst decision. Yes, and that's what's happening with this. Cut bait. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a yeah. It's an age old expression, and you do one or the other. But the half version is is the worst of both worlds. And it's weird how we have this kind of emotional sense that well, this will satisfy both sides of the should I do it or not. But it's the opposite of that. Yeah, I tell you what, I've been wrong before. I could be wrong now, but I just have a feeling that the Democrats are drifting toward an absolute hammering at the box office in November. We'll see. Like We've I got said, we'll, we'll, so much time. Who knows what the issues are going to be by then? We'll live through it together. It is, however, Jack, less than a year. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Finally. a long time. I know. It's ridiculous. <sighs> uh. What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> I know. I know.